0: Indeed, He's the Lord of lords and King of kings. And we are here to worship our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Thank you for joining us through the online as well. I I was very happy uh, uh, as I was preparing for today's uh, worship. Uh, We have actually four services today. Three KM services and one EM. And I was so happy to meet congregation this morning, 8.30 and 10 o'clock, and I have another one at 1.30. Uh, I was so happy to meet uh, congregation. Uh, uh, it was kind of you know normal thing, right? But it wasn't really a normal, normal thing. It was privilege. God has given us the church, or saint of God, uh, gather together and worship Him. Not only we worship Him, but we have fellowship among us. Though we can't really touch one another and giving hug one another but you know so happy that you guys are here today amen and also thank you for joining us online uh, we're still you know uh, the still numbers of infected uh, patients are still increasing and uh, that really you know makes made me worry about even gathering of uh, service too uh, but we have to continue to pray for them pray for all of us and also we have to be really careful We have to be cautious and really careful, not only to ourselves, but for the sake of others, our parents, right? So, Okay, anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. I want to read the passage today. Julia, do you have a passage here? Okay, would you all stand to receive the word of God today? Uh, Colossians 1, uh, chapter 1, verses 24 through 29, now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I filled up. In my flesh, what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become a servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one who we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this, and I I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. You may be seated. This is the word of the Lord. Wait, do we have more? I think we have more, no, I'm sorry, sir. that was it, that was it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, I titled my message, The Mystery Christ in You. Uh, last uh, Sunday, during the KM service, one of the members, used to be KM member, uh, came and uh, joined our service. Uh, I was happy to see her because I officiated her wedding about five years ago, but after uh, she got married, uh, she couldn't come to church because her husband was an uh, English-speaking uh, person and we didn't have an English service back then and uh, I was happy to see her so I you know, talked to her afterward and while I was sitting in my office uh, she and she was a good friend of uh, Sarah Imo, Sarah Shipsanim and uh, they came together and Sarah Shipsanim told me she wants to receive prayer and as a pastor, I love to offer prayer. So, oh, so we went to our room and, and, and began to talk. But before I pray for her, I ask her, have you ever accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? She said, what's that? Oh, I tried to explain to her. And, and after a brief gospel presentation, she accepted the Lord as a personal Lord and Savior with the tears, with the prayers. I was happy. Uh, and the same night, when I went home, I was preparing a message for this week. And I, you know, usually Sunday is my day to just keep reading the scripture, that which I'm going to preach. And I read this passage, and this, I bump into this the particular passage, verse 28, 27. And that lady that came into my mind once again, to them God had chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This mystery, the word mystery came into my mind. Indeed, this is the mystery. It was hidden to ages, to generations, but it's a reveal to those of whom welcome Jesus in their lives and she discovered this mystery. I was so happy. And you know what? We all of us do discover this mystery. So I wanna talk about this mystery today. The first part, I wanna talk about characteristics of one who discovered this mystery. And the second part is gonna be, uh, how can you then apply this truth into your life? First point, if you discover this mystery, you will rejoice even when you suffer. This is a crazy thing. When you discover this mystery, you rejoice no matter what. You know, we go through a lot of tough times, right? Due to the, the pandemic, COVID-19, many of us are struggling. Some of we are suffering. But you know what? If we have discovered this mystery, we can rejoice. We can continue to be rejoiced. Paul, before he became a Christian, he persecuted the church and he sent many Christians to the jails. Remember that? But after he became a Christian, he was in the jail. Isn't that interesting? He was preaching the. Crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, because of that, he was sent to the jail. But when you look at his life, his writing, he was kept saying, rejoice in him. He was in the prison. It was like a dungeon. I went to Port's actually prison when I visited Rome many years ago. It was like dungeon, it's dark. But he he kept the joy in that kind of darkest moment in his life, because he discovered this mystery. You know, this is Paul's testimony in 2 Corinthians. Are they servants of Christ? I am, out of my, I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder been in the prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 rashes minus one. If you get 40 rashes, you, you, you get, you'll be dead. That's why they only hit like you know, 39 times. He did five times. And three times I was beaten with the rod. Once I was stoned, once I got stoned, people thought he, he was dead so they you know, took him out of the town and three times I was shipwrecked I spent night and the day in the open sea I have been constantly on the move I have been in danger from the rivers, danger from the bandits, danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, danger in the country, danger in the sea, danger from the false brothers. I have never and toiled and have been gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. But you know what? He didn't, it wasn't complaining mode. He wasn't blaming Maud. He was actually bragging about his suffering. How could he do that? Because he discovered the mystery. Today's text, once again, let me read it. Now I rejoice in what was suffered for you. He was in the prison. This Colossians prison letter, right? One of the prison letters. I rejoice in what was suffered for you. And I filled up my flesh, what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I don't mind to suffer for the church of Christ. That's what he meant. It was somewhat glorious thing. They can participate Christ's affliction and suffering. That's what he meant. I know some of our church members come to church. I don't know about EM, EMers, but KMers, they come to church because they have a suffering in their life. They have problems in their life. that They come, so they, come, they want to get rid of those problems. So they come and pray like, God, can you get rid of this suffering that I'm going through? But after they discover the mystery, you know, they pray change. Change like, Lord, can you give me the strength so that I can confront this suffering? So I can win over the suffering? Some of us praying like, God, can you get rid of this guy in my life? This guy is really giving me all this suffering, pain. Can you get rid of him or rid of her? That's how they begin their prayer. But when they discover this mystery, their prayer changed. Lord, have mercy on my brother, my sister. Can you give me strength so that I I may preach good word to her or him? Once you discover this mystery, everything Changes. Second characteristic is this: If you discover this mystery, you will tell the world about this mystery. Let's hear from the Paul. I have become a servant by this commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. Was he only was he only commissioned by God to present this word of God? What do you think? How about us? We too, right? We have discovered. This mystery. Therefore, we have we a have calling, we have a mission to tell the world this mystery. Let's say you have discovered the vaccine for COVID 19. You cannot keep the vaccine for yourself, right? You will share that to the world, right? The gospel, this mystery is more grander than the vaccine COVID 19, isn't it? Paul, after discovering this mystery, he became a messenger of this mystery. The Great Commission was given to all of us. The Great Commission was given to you guys. Can you say amen to that? Yes. Uh, Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Indeed, this is good news. You know, I hear people saying, some Christians saying, isn't this the end of the age? Isn't Jesus coming soon? I don't know. But I I can see the signs, but I cannot tell. No one knows, right? People talk about post-COVID-19. What's going to happen? It's not going to be the same thing. At least two Christian brothers and sisters, including us, we, you know, this is my prayer. We cannot live the same way we used to live in previous, before COVID 19. We gotta live differently. I think God is giving us the chance and maybe warning, you know, like stim- stimulating us. Hey, wake up, wake up. You can't just sleep. You gotta wake up because I have a great plan for you. And as I was th- thought about end, end times, this passage came into my mind. That was First Peter chapter four, verse seven and eight. Let me just read it: "The end of all things is near." We don't have that on the screen. "End of all things is near." Either it's a personal ending or universal ending. In fact, all things is near, right? And uh, therefore, be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray it is important for us to pray. Meaning, we have to have intimate relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe God has given us this quarantine time so that we can spend time with our Lord Jesus Christ, intimately. Maybe before we didn't really have intimate relationship with him. But maybe post-COVID-19, maybe God is challenging us, giving us an opportunity to, hey, let's spend time together. And above all, love each other deeply because love covers over multitude of sins i love that passage when you face the end time what do you have to do you have to love each other deeply right sometimes so hard to love someone close to you especially when you go through this quarantine time wow you're facing you know your family members maybe 24 hours a day you know that's not easy But that's where you practice your love. From that to the people nearby you, to the all. over the world. If you love somebody deeply, you cannot keep this mystery in your heart. You will share to that person, right? Verse 26, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but it is now disclosed to the saint those people who accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, now this mystery is revealed to them. It was hidden in Old Testament times. Even Moses couldn't fully understand this mystery. Even Elijah, even David, King David, who was known as one, God's own after heart, right? He was so close to God, yet David fully he couldn't fully understand This mystery. But now it's revealed to all of us. Right? What is this mystery? What is it? It is Jesus Christ. It is a hope of glory. It is Jesus in you. It is Jesus in us. Jesus in me. Ian Thomas uh, said in his book, uh, The Saving Life of Christ. I like this quotation. To be in Christ that makes you fit for heaven. But for Christ to be in you, that makes you fit for, for earth. To be in Christ, that changes your destination. But for Christ to be in you, that changes your destiny. To be in Christ makes heavens your home. But for Christ to be in you, makes this world God's workshop. Don't you love the quotation? This is the mystery. We, when we hold on to this mystery, we'll begin to understand Christian life. And we will live dynamic life. That's how I believe. So now I want to see how can we apply this principle, truth, uh, this mystery in our daily lives. I want to make three simple points. One, Christianity is not a religion. It is Christ living in you. Remember when Jesus said to uh, people, the kingdom of heaven is within you. When people heard that, the phrase, kingdom of heaven within you, you know, we have no problem to understand that, right? But New Testament time, they were like, what's that man? You mean kingdom of heaven is within you? Kingdom is the, where there is a king, right? Who's the king of kings and lord of lords? Our Jehovah, the almighty God, right? He resides in you, dwells in you? What do you mean? People couldn't understand. But that was the message of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, faith, salvation begins when Jesus started to live in your life as a king. That's what that means. That's why accepting Lord as my personal Lord and Savior is so crucial matter. So crucial matter. When you buy a new phone, you have to activate your phone, right? Even if it's a brand new, what? Now, now what? iPhone 12? 11? 13? 12, right? 12, right? Is it 12 or 11? I mean, there's so many numbers, right? Even if you have a brand new iPhone with a fancy case, if phones phone is not activated, you cannot use it as a phone. It doesn't function as a phone, right? Just like that, receiving Christ as Lord and Savior, that's the where your Christian living begins. Salvation begins. Faith begins. There's a small booklet called My Heart, Christ's Home," written by Robert Munger. You can even download that these days. It's like free. When you, My Heart, cries Home. He introduced salvation as Jesus coming into your house, your home. But he's not coming as a visitor. But he's coming as an owner of that house. You're giving him master bedroom, kitchen, bathroom, closet. You're giving him all the right because he's coming into your house, your life, as a Lord and Savior, as a king, owner of your life. He's not a visitor. Let's not take Christianity as just, visit, you know, let him visit you once a week, especially on Sunday. That's not what Christian, Christianity means. Jesus died on the cross. The reason he died on the cross and raised from the dead was so that we may too die with him and raise from the dead with him to have life. That's why Paul Testify this well-known passage. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. So what is the mystery? It's Jesus Christ living in you, living in us. A.W. Tozer said, people who are crucified with Christ Have three distinct mark. Number one, they are facing one direction. Number two, they can never turn back. Number three, I like this number three part especially. They no longer have plans of their own. Talks about lordship, right? Ownership. It means there is a change of ownership. Jesus is the Lord. He's the owner. He lives in us. Second point I want to make is when you when your heart is Christ's home, He doesn't change your dresses. During the Old Testament times, God's glory was upon the tabernacle. You know, tent it was tent. Whenever the tent moves, you know, God's glory was upon the tabernacle. And when they built the temple, God's glory was upon the temple. But in New Testament time, where is God's glory? God's glory is where people receive Christ as Lord and Savior. That's why Paul said, don't you know that you are God's temple and the Holy Spirit dwells in you? This hope of glory is in us. When you accept Christ as Lord and Savior, the hope of glory is in His glory is in us. But in Old Testament time, His glory was upon the temple and people and left, that he departed. But in New Testament time, he's going to stay with us permanently. That's the mystery of blessing. Blessing of this mystery. You know, remember the the, the David said in Psalm 51, uh, 11, Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Do I have to hear? Oh, yeah. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. This is what Paul, this is what David said, right? After he committed a sin, he had a fear. And that's why he prayed like this. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Because the Holy Spirit, the glory of God was Shown and leaves. The view and departs. That happened in Old Testament time. Another case is this example is Samson in the book of Judges. Man, when I when I meditate the life of Samson, he got long hair, right? God has given him the spirit. And he was so powerful person. Yeah, the saddest thing is that he didn't know the Spirit of God was left him. He tried to fight with Palestinians, but he couldn't. The Sad thing is that he didn't know that. But you know, New Testament, you don't have to worry about Spirit of God leave depart from you, because His promises are really always. I mean, isn't that awesome promise? That's what Jesus said here. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Counselor to be with you forever. He's going to be with you forever. The spirit of the truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you. He lives with you. This is a mystery. And it will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Don't you love this passage? I like this latter part, second part. It says, Because God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I like especially the phrase never will I leave you. Let me show you uh, illustrate this point by my fingers. I want to say I I will never leave you. I as a thumb, he is our lord, he is our king. I will Never leave you. That's us. That's the promise. Once we give our life to Christ, that's promise finger, right? John, do I have this passage? Yes. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Isn't that awesome promise? He's going to keep us in his mighty hand. Last point. Faith is not trying to live for Jesus, but allowing Jesus to live through you. This is so important principle. When you hear this phrase, you may think, isn't this kind of too passive? No, no, no. This is most active living. I would say most active living. When you try to do anything on your own, Eventually you get frustrated and, and and you'll be burned out. But when you allow Jesus to walk through you, you will experience true contentment and fullness of Him. Fullness of Jesus. That's why Paul said in Paul 29, to this end I never struggling with all his energy, not my energy, which so powerful works in me. Ian Thomas, once again, another book, he, 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 he says like this, I love this quotation as well, God, godliness, godliness is not your capacity to imitate God. He said, but the consequence of his capacity to reproduce himself in you. Not self-righteousness, but Christ's righteousness. It's not inactivity, but Christ's activity. God in action accomplishing his purpose through human personality. We are all different personalities, right? Never reducing man to statues of cabbage, but exalting man to the statue of king. Wow. Let me uh, conclude my message today by quoting one of my uh, favorite quotations by one of the pastor, uh, Briscoe, he said uh, there's four different stages of Christian living. Number one, this is so easy. You simply have to just accept Christ as Lord and say, that's it? Oh, that's easy. That will lead to a second stage. This is a bit difficult. <laughs> wow, when you meditate the Bible, you see, oh, Jesus is commanding a lot of stuff. You're kissing a lot of things. You feel like, oh, it's a bit difficult. Third stage is this is impossible. You feel like you're hitting the wall. I don't think I can do this. But last part, last stage is this, this is exciting. When you discover this mystery, Christ lives in me. And when he begins to live through you, when you allow him to live through you, you will be end up in this stage man this through the suffering difficulty challenges out there with his strength with with his help he's going to walk through you i hope this message speak to you today amen let's pray together Thank you Jesus, to reveal yourself, the hope of glory, Jesus, to us Father God. Lord, would you help us to know that you are living in us? If we have anyone who haven't allowed ourselves to you? If we haven't received you, Lord Jesus, as our Lord and Savior, would you open our hearts so that we can welcome you, Lord God? Let this activation begin today, Father. Though we gave our life to you, though we have accepted you as our Lord and Savior, we didn't walk with you, Lord God, because we were so somewhat Ignorant. Would you, Lord, speak to us once again? I know you are the God who is working in our lives, Father God. You are pursuing us. You are loving us so much. So, Father, I pray, uh, whoever participates in this service today, on side, whether on site or on, online, Father, as we offer our prayer, would you visit each one of us right now? And would you touch each one of us? so that we fully realize that you are in us. And help us to walk with you until you call each one of us to your final destination, to your home, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.